Hi, welcome back to Unsolved South. I'm Michelle. And I'm Maddie. Hope everybody had a good week. Maddie, did you have a good week? I did. Um, yeah, being a new mom of uh, a newborn and a toddler is fun. <laughs> it is fun. You should it enjoy it. I know yeah. people always say enjoy it, and you're like, I can't enjoy it because they're monsters. But uh, one day you'll look back and be like, oh man, that was the good times. But they're cute monsters. They are cute monsters. I love them so much. They're so squishy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I have a weird one for us today. Oh, I love weird. Yeah, this one's out there. And I, I kind of knew this story just from, you know, my love of true crime and how I'm always, you know, I'm always looking at different true crime podcasts or stories or whatever. And so I had heard this story, but I don't think I've ever heard it told completely and I'm not even sure I told it completely but I feel like you're gonna hear it in a way that you've not heard before but who knows maybe y'all are more into it than I am I guess well I'm excited okay so um I had absolutely no idea until I started digging in how weird this story was gonna get I, I the the overview of the story is odd but then when I got into the suspects and the theories of what went on it was just like what hold up what and every time I thought I was almost done a new theory would pop up and I would be like oh I can't let that go I have to tell my friends this (laughs) so so buckle up people yeah so um let me tell you what had happened The Jameson family consisted of 44-year-old Bobby Dale, his wife, 40-year-old Shara Lynn, and their daughter, 6-year-old Madison. Oh, and their dog, Maisie. Maisie was uh, a part of this story, so it's important we know about her. Now, this family lived in, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, and y'all just pretend I said it right, but Eufaula, Oklahoma? We can just pretend I said it right. But they were looking to move to Red Oak, Oklahoma, and they had their eye on about 40 acres of land. Their their theory was that they would buy this land, and then they owned a storage shed, and they would move the shed to the land and live in that storage shed. So they were going to make it like a tiny home. Yeah. Um probably back before this was a popular thing because this was in 2009 and looking at that property is what I think they were probably doing when they disappeared but they disappeared October 8th of 2009 they all of them all of them oh alien abduction that's my theory it and it could have been a theory in this thing because there was some wild theories when this family when this family had not returned from going on this little quick escapade to go look at this land they had not returned for four days and a family member was like yeah something's going on they called the police now the sheriff did not think there was a reason to worry he figured that they had just picked up and gone camping or something and they were going to return all safe and sound everything was going to be fine now recall this is october of 2009 oklahoma i'm not that familiar with 
their weather, but um, I'm going to guess it's pretty chilly in October. Mm-hmm. You know, in Georgia, it could be 30 degrees or it could be 100 degrees. And I mean, you just do not know. It could be 30 one day and 100 the next. So camping in October in Georgia, it, it's at all possible. I don't know about Oklahoma, especially with a six-year-old. Yeah. I feel like they get snow or something, but I may be thinking about a different state. Uh, no. I don't know. I think they get tornadoes and stuff a yes. lot. Yes, I think they do. Is there a tornado in the snow? Is that called something? Is it a snow-nado? I don't know that tornadoes happen in the snow. What I've if they did? Wouldn't that be terrible? That would, that would be terrible. <laughs> You'd be getting slapped by a frozen cow. I mean, that'd be terrible. That'd be way worse than just getting hit by a regular cow. Um, In the north, snow is above average. Okay, so I'm alright. I don't know. I just think with a six-year-old camping in October might be iffy, but I could be wrong because they are planning on living in a storage shed, so, you know, possibly they're a little more outdoorsy yeah. than I'm imagining. Anyhow, so the sheriff had this theory that they were going to pop back up, no big deal, and that changed when the family's truck was found. The truck was found about eight days after they went missing, and it was found in Kenta, Oklahoma, about 20 miles away from the property they were looking at. The family was not near the truck. They could not find them with the truck, but Maisie was in the truck. Oh. And she was hungry and she was thirsty, but she was alive. So she was just locked in the truck. There is no sign of the rest of the family at all. And there are no clues pointing to whether the family walked away on their own or whether they were forced away or what happened while they were not with the truck. Was the truck actually locked or was she just shut in the truck? She was just shut in the truck. I mean, she couldn't open the door because she ain't got no thumbs. Well, yeah. I mean, like, was it locked and the police had to break into the truck? No, I don't believe okay. so, but but she was locked in because she couldn't open the door, yeah. but the police got her out, and she was good after they got her out. They just had to get her something to eat and drink, but that's kind of a miracle. She'd been locked in that truck, presumably, for eight days. That's, that's crazy, Yeah. and thank God it was October because, I mean, it, she could have got hot in there and just, that could have been terrible. Anyway. In this truck, they found Cheryl Ann's purse with her ID. They found both their phones. They found their GPS. They found Bobby Dale's wallet with his ID. A picture of Madison on the dash. Their cameras. Their jackets. Some empty pill bottles. Some of what police called letters, but I think it was more like a journal Sharon Lynn liked to do these writings, and she did um, she did a lot of them, and and I do think that in this contained some letters, but for the most part, I feel like it was just um, like she was journaling her thoughts and stuff. But they called them disturbing letters, and I mean I don't know I was iffy on that. Yeah. But also in this truck, they found, tucked up under the driver's seat, $32,000 in cash in a Ziploc bag. What? Alien abduction, 100%. (laughs) 
Maybe. Now keep keep in mind though they their jackets were in that truck. I don't know if you heard it, but um Yeah. You know, it's October and their jackets are in the truck. So I'm just gonna throw that out there again, make sure we all heard it. There was a large extensive search carried out. It was one of the largest searches in state history. I believe they searched for about nine months straight. And they found no sign of the family, not a clue as to what happened with this family. And so this case remained cold until November 16th of 2013. Some hunters were out scouting around and they stumbled across the remains of two adults and a child. These remains were about three miles from where the Jameson's truck was found. The cause of death was not able to be determined because of the state of the remains. Mm -hmm. And they were not ever determined. So we have no idea how these people died. They did go back and, um, and check DNA and everything, and they were positively identified as the Jamesons, which, you know, was pretty logical given yeah. the size of the skeletons, the location, you know, all of that. But they did double check it with dental records and DNA, and it was the Jamesons. But we do not know at all what, what killed them. Now, Let's go back and go over some of the evidence and some of the theories because honestly, that is where their case ends. There were no clues. There, even discovering the bodies gave us where they were, but not how they got there or what happened. How were they dressed? Did it say the the remains? How were they dressed? Um, they're in their just regular clothes and a lot of those clothes had disintegrated and deteriorated they were out in the elements so um you know and they disappeared in 2009 they were found in 2013 Mm. so you know they were out there for a while and in the weather you know there are animals in the woods you know it was pretty degraded so they really nothing just out of curiosity, did they, were uh-huh. they able to, okay, how am I going to say this? So, like, you know how if you see a remain, they can tell you, like, around what time they passed? If they, they did, I that? did not see it. If they did, I did not see it. I was just curious if, like, the aliens kept them for a while, or... They assumed that they had passed shortly after they went missing. Yeah, assumed. But I don't know if medically they were able to determine that because they were not able to determine a lot from the bodies. Gotcha. They assumed, and you know what happens when you assume. Yes, go ahead. Make an ass out of you and me. I really hate that phrase. It makes no sense to me. I get... The, it's the word. I get that. But to me, it, I mean, how are you assuming making an ass out of me? That doesn't make any sense. You're the ass. You assume. <laughs> because it's the word, like you're spelling it. I understand that, but I'm just saying that the the phrase doesn't make sense because you doing something doesn't reflect on me. And listen, well, I raised you, you, I set you into the world. You're on your own now. Whatever you do, sorry about that. I did the best I could. That's not making an no, ass but, out of me. 
So it means, okay, so if I assume something, then I'm like telling you some sort of something that's not true. And then you're like, that's not true. And so then you start being an asshole about it. That's being, you know, an ass out of you and me. Yeah, I, I'm an I ass know for that's... lying and you're an ass for being so offended by it. <laughs> that's how I see it. I don't know that that makes sense. I'm just saying, I hate that phrase. <laughs> I really do. Okay, anyway, I'm for that uh, little tangent. We're going to go back. We're going to go over some of the evidence in the case and some of the theories. And I'm going to warn you okay. now that there are a lot of theories and they are wild. The police legitimately said, we don't feel like we can rule anything out with this family. <laughs> anything could have happened. And, wow. and I do mean like anything was on the table. Alien invasion, I mean, alien um, abduction could have been on the table. I didn't see it listed, but it could have been on the table. That's how wild some of these theories are. How do you not think about this and not think about an alien abduction? Um, I don't know. And you know the aliens are supposed to be invading us in like um, September or something. Wait, what? Anyway. They got a schedule? That's why I heard, you know, because you get your news from TikTok, because <laughs> you you're not hearing this on the regular news. So they Who said that there was a whole the alien. Listen, we'll discuss this in a minute. We got to go back to the story before we get lost. Okay, okay. we'll discuss it in a minute. Okay, it was some um higher up in like NASA or the Star Wars program or something, and they Star Wars program, <laughs> you know. That is what it's called. Isn't that what it's called? Is it really the the oh, new um the new branch of the military. It's like a newish branch oh, of the. It's not Star Wars. What it's, is it? Uh, Space Force. Whatever. It's, I mean, that's exactly the same thing. Space Force. Star Wars, same thing. <laughs> what were they doing on Star Wars? They were exploring the galaxy. I mean. Or was that Star Trek? <laughs> Quit getting me off subject. Whatever. I'm done with you. I'm sorry. It's the theory that I got. Okay. Well, All right, it's as good as any other. Okay. So, we're going to start with the surveillance video that the police found when they searched the house. These folks had a security camera up. And... um. Mm -hmm. And the police were able to get the the surveillance video and watch it. It was taken the night before the family disappeared. Like, the literal night before they left. It was weird. And quick question. The security video is at their house or on their truck? No, it's at their house. It's, um, like... Okay. It watches their truck. It's from their house. Like, um, if somebody broke into their vehicles, you would be able to see that. That's the way it's Possibly. pointing is at their vehicles, but it is mounted onto their house. At first, right. when I, I went and watched the video, I thought I was watching like a clip of the video on a loop. 
I legit went to three different oh. sources before I understood that it wasn't the same scene looping over. That's just what the video was. They were doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. What? I'm, I want to link it, though, on the Facebook page so everybody can watch it and kind of make up their own minds because... Um, it, it was a weird video. It was it was weird. First off, it's super choppy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know if you know what I mean. It's not like a smooth video like you were watching, you know, like a, a movie. It's not like they're just like smoothly walking to the truck. It's like they're standing here and then it shows them and they're like a, a foot forward and then they're like a foot forward from that. So it's like they're here, they're here, they're here, they're here. <laughs> Instead of being like, they're here, you know what I mean? Got it. Okay, so I hope I explained it correctly. So it's very consistent with the security cameras at that time. Yeah, it's, but it's like, like they may be here and then like they're a foot or two up and then like they're a foot or two up from that. So they're, you're missing parts of what had happened was. Okay, so... There was one part of it that I could not understand. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. It really took me, it took me a minute. Okay, so there's their truck, and then in front of their truck is their car. And then their house is in front of the car. But off to the side, like they're parked on the street. Okay, so she is at the back door of the car. Then she is at the hood of the car. Then she is at the driver's door of the car. Okay. So she's at the back, the very front, and then the middle, and then back to the front. Yeah. So I thought, is that a glitch, or how did she go in reverse and get back to the middle of the car and then back to the front? Is that a glitch? Oh, so, so it's not the other side. So she didn't start on the passenger back. No. So, like, if she's on, if she's back. on the driver's back, the video shows her at the driver's back door, and then on the driver's side up near the hood, and then on the driver's side back to the driver's door, and then on the driver's side up by the headlights. So, so she's facing the same direction the entire time. Yes. Though. Yes. So it's like she's walking, going in reverse, and then walking again. And I didn't see that mentioned anywhere else. And so I thought maybe it's just a glitch. But it is almost every single time she walks by that car, it happens. And so I don't know what... I I couldn't figure out what I was seeing. And it really... Like, it it hooked me for a second. I was... (laughs) I was really like, what is happening here? Why is this? And I honestly thought, but listen, some of the YouTube show a a real clear where you can see the people and everything, but it's dark. That is not the right video. I got hooked on that. Jameson, the Jameson family. And and you can see what I'm talking about. But it really, I was like, what is happening? But it's every, like... I thought it was just a loop, and then sometimes he was in the scene, so I'm like, it's not a loop. So, sometimes Bobby Dale would be in the scene, and when she looked reversed, he didn't look reversed to me. I was like, am I just missing something? I don't know what was happening. It was really catching me off guard. I was 
It took me forever to figure out what I was seeing, and I still don't know. That is a weird loop. But it's not a loop. That's the video. But it looks like it's on a loop. They're doing the exact same things over and over, and it looks like they're hitting the same spots when they walk. Yeah. How weird. I had to look at three different sources because I was like, this is a loop. And then I was like, why are they just showing me the same thing? And then I'm like, let me go find a longer video. And I did. And I'm like, I feel like I'm still watching a loop. But then I started to notice there were little things that changed. But for the most part, it was like they hit the exact same spots in, in their walk-in every single time. It was wild. Okay, so... And I didn't hear anybody else when they discussed the video. They say it's weird and stuff, but... I didn't hear anybody else be like, I, I think it's really weird that it looks like it's in a loop. And I think it's really weird that she's going in reverse at the car. Nobody else said anything about it. And so I don't know if, I was like, is it just me? Am I crazy? And I could be. So anyway, we're going to. Yeah, and the same thing happened, you know, where you're, uh, where you're saying that she goes back in time, pretty much. The same thing happens with the guy in the uh, black shirt. So with that same car. It's weird, right? Yeah. Okay, so I couldn't, I couldn't decide it. But anyway, we're going to share the link on the social media so y'all can judge for yourself and say, no, you're crazy. That's not what's happening. Or maybe you got an explanation. Or maybe you notice something else weird. I don't know. The video shows the couple walking from the house to the truck repeatedly. They're loading their belongings into the truck. And I know I hear you out there going, well, they were moving. There's nothing weird about that. Stick with me for a second. They look like they are in complete silence. They are moving almost like they're in a trance. They do not seem to be interacting with each other at all. You yeah. do not ever see Madison in the video. They made 30 or 40 trips back and forth. Sometimes they would load stuff into the truck then they'd make like a couple more trips. Then they would take something that they've already loaded in the truck and carry it back into the house. Like they would unload it. And then later they would take that same item back to the truck it looks like. Now it's grainy. It's hard to see. So I could yeah. be wrong about that. But that's what I'm seeing is it looks like they're loading the truck. Then they're unloading the truck. Then they're reloading the truck. Some of the people that talked about the video said that they would occasionally stop and stare off into the distance. I personally did not watch the video long enough to see that. So I don't know for sure that's true. It could just, but a lot of people said it happened. But the video was so weird to me. I, I did not watch the entire thing. I mean, it was just, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> At one point, changed clothes. They had a whole costume change. Whoa. In the video. And it's like, what? Why would you change clothes? Like, it's not like it's a different day or anything. 
they're doing these trips back and forth and then all of a sudden they're wearing different clothing and it's not like they put on a jacket or something and you're like oh well they were wearing a t-shirt and now they're wearing a jacket no they are wearing different clothes that it's and you know so she's in a t-shirt right which goes back to the winter thing or the weather exactly it's fall because it's october But if you're working outside and you're, you know, like carrying stuff and everything, it stands to reason you could get warm and wouldn't want a jacket. Mm -hmm. But my point with the jacket was it wasn't like she's wearing a t-shirt and then she puts on a jacket and you're like, well, that's not really a costume change because she just put on a jacket. No, she legit changed her shirt and he changes his clothes, which is strange. Wait, so is it just two people? Because I see three. I only saw two. Must be where they did the costume change then. Only saw two, but like I said, I, I I didn't watch the entire video, and you could be in a spot that I didn't see. I never saw a third person mentioned by anybody else either. No, there is definitely three people in this video. I don't. The whole thing is weird. Maybe that was the. Maybe it's. There's another woman too. And that they didn't change like clothes. It just looks like that. Right, but I'm saying where I said they changed clothes, maybe they didn't. Maybe it is an, another person, and it just looked like them. Because I didn't see another man. There's Okay, there's a guy in a white shirt, right? and there's also a guy in a black shirt. Right, but I thought the guy changed clothes, and I've seen that mentioned. But I did not see all three of them together. Because I've, I've already said, I didn't watch the entire video. I watched enough of it, and then I skipped around enough to be like, yeah, this is crazy. And then I went about my life. Because there was, <laughs> I've been working on this story for like, um, almost three weeks. Yeah. Okay. So the police had the video reviewed by a psychologist. And the psychologist determined that this behavior was most likely caused by drug usage. Okay. There was no other evidence that they were on any kind of drugs other than prescription pills, which goes back to the empty pill bottles that were found in the truck, but we'll come back to that. The $32,000, we need to do this in two parts when we go over this evidence. We need to talk about where the money came from, and we need to talk about why they had it. Both Bobby Dale and Sherilyn were on disability. No one knew where that money had come from or what they had planned to do with it. They were not living like people that had $32,000 laying around. So nobody, you know, really had any ideas on where this was coming from. The police described the family as very litigious. What does that mean? Um, They like to sue people. They um, were very much quick to file a lawsuit. And the police described them as scammers. But no one that was interviewed by the police knew of any recent settlements that they had received. um, Except for one witness said that they were told something, but we'll come back to that too. They, nobody either, um, nobody said oh also we know that they pulled off the scam recently and the police said they were scammers nobody knew of any scams they had pulled off or anything so nobody had any real ideas except for one person where this money had come from 
Now, what was their plan with the money? Why did they have it with them in the woods? The police immediately speculated that drugs were involved. But they could not say if the family was buying drugs or selling drugs. With the psychologist saying that the behavior um, where they were loading the truck seemed to be drug-fueled, I think that may be what kind of pushed the police in that direction. There was, like I said, no other evidence of them doing any drugs or anything other than those empty prescription bottles that were in the truck. But I don't know if it could have been $32,000 worth of prescription bottles, though. Yeah, I doubt it. Also, as somebody who lives with somebody who takes medications daily, we go through a lot of pill bottles. (laughs) Like... I throw them in my purse sometimes when I run out, when I'm getting low on one. I'll throw it in my purse so that I'll see it and remind myself to get it filled again. Yeah. Sometimes they'll get set on like the nightstand or whatever. You're like, I'll throw it away in a minute and then you don't for a little while. We have pill bottles. Like, it feels like I empty a pill bottle like every other day sometimes. So... I don't know the amount they were talking about in the truck and I don't know if I don't know if it was a normal amount for two people that were on different medications, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they weren't empty, which is also weird, but I don't know. I assumed that the police were insinuating that the family was on pain medications, but that was never really clarified. It was not ever clarified why Sheryl Lynn was on disability. I know why he was, and we'll get into that in a sec, but it was never clarified why she was. But I assume it was for some kind of pain issue and that the police were insinuating that they were on pain medications and that they were selling those medications. Gotcha. Now, I don't know the black market on pain medications, but I do know that um, Bobby Dale at least had a had a legitimate injury. Mm-hmm. And so he did need pain medication. So I'm sure he wasn't selling every bit of the pain medication he got. What was his injury? So again, 30. He had a back injury. Gotcha. Now, there was also speculation that because they had all this money and then there was a picture of their kid in the car, like a physical picture of their kid, that this... Um, kid Madison had been taken and was being held for ransom and that they were meeting somebody to pay a ransom to get their kid back. I don't think that you having a picture of your kid on your dash was uncommon back then. I know that I had pictures of my kids on the dash of the car. I I don't believe that. It it doesn't really I don't know. It doesn't jive really. And also Exactly. And also, why did the kidnapper not get the money? If you were going there to, you know, do a ransom, then you would be like, where's my kid? You know, I'm not giving you the money before I get my kid. But then, I mean, they're going to go three miles away from the truck and the money to see the kid. I don't, none of that makes a lot of sense to me. I did not like that theory. Personally, I think they had the cash because they intended to make a cash offer on the land they were going to look at. Mm. 
looking at the land was the entire reason they were in that area. Yeah. And, um... And it made sense to me if they were packing that they intended to make a cash offer and were probably hoping to move that day. That's not really how it works with a house, but maybe with land it's different. I don't know. Because there wasn't a structure on the land. It was just land. So I don't know if you have to wait for closing and all of that mess if you just buy land. But I'll say they would have had to move their um, shed and everything. I have no idea why they were packing their stuff. That on its own doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Okay, so on that note, they had called a realtor. And they had asked for the coordinates of the property. Like the coordinates of the property, not the address. And um, that stood out to the realtor. Because it was an odd thing to ask, and also because um, she would normally meet with clients and then show them around whatever she was selling. Yeah. But she had spoken to Bobby Dale. They had had a pleasant conversation, and he told her that they had a GPS and they could put in the coordinates and get to the property, and that they were adventurous and they were just hoping to go look at the land on their own. So, um, this kind of made me wonder, was there maybe going to be like a squatter situation happening? But then also they had the money, so, you know, they could have afforded to at least make an offer. I'm pretty sure it's not legal for a realtor not to be on the property when they go look. Uh, I don't sure know, but she talked like she did not go. From the owners. I don't know. She talked like she did not go. So, and that was her statement know, to the police. Let us know. And do you know if that was the case back in the um, early 2000s? Is that, yeah, 2009. So it would have had to have been the case in the early 2000s too. So yeah. things may have changed by then. True. Okay, so... Now, could they have gone somewhere to look at this land and then they were like, hey, I heard about some other land, let's go look there. And then they got out and just wandered thinking they would look at the property for a second and they got lost. So lost three miles away that they just died? I don't know. And a couple things about that theory. They left their coats in the truck, which is weird. They left their GPS in the truck, which if they were going to put in coordinates or whatever, it seems like you would take that. Um, I know that, especially back in the day um, when we used to be big into Jeeps, a lot of people had a handheld GPS. If you were going out trail riding or anything, it connected to a satellite and you would be able to to get your location if something were to happen or if you were to get lost. A lot of people had these handheld GPSs, so I don't know if everybody knows about those because I think some people think GPS and you think, you know, like the Garmin or whatever you would put in your car back in the day. Yeah. But a lot of people, especially people that love to hike, love to trail ride, anything like that, would keep a GPS device on them a portable one that they would be able to pinpoint their location if they were to need um, help or if they were to get lost. So here's what just came to my mind is that they were all found 
in the same place. Like, they were all found together, right? Yes. Yes. They had to have died together. There's no reason that all three bodies would be there unless they they didn't die together. So either they were I mean, that... That is a good theory. Or... That is a theory. They were killed somewhere else. Like, say, say the kid was kidnapped, they were killed, and then they all were dumped together. Okay. The thing about them being killed and then carried into the woods and dumped is this terrain is rough. This is not an easy terrain. This is not right off a trail or anything. Um, this was going to be rough to get to from where they parked so their So this is nowhere truck. that a four-wheeler could go. Uh, yeah, a four-wheeler probably could have gotten there. Um, I, I mean, it was eight days later they found the truck and they did an extensive search. So I kind of feel like a four-wheeler would have gotten tracked by the dogs or, you know, that maybe they would have seen the tire tracks or, you know, bent underbrush or something, some sign unless of a four-wheeler. And they until, did not. Unless they didn't get dumped until after the searches. And that could be true, but I, I believe the search was nine months long, so that's a long time to hold on to a body. Well, nobody said it was a body. They could have kept him alive. Well, I guess that's true, too. So, anyway, and they left their dog in the truck, and if they were going to get out and wander around, would they have left the dog in the truck? No. I mean, they could have been scared the that the dog would bolt. Right, and they could have been scared, though, that the dog would run off into the woods because I know some of mine so can't be trusted. Dog in the first place. Right, you have to assume that their dog could be trusted or they wouldn't have brought it because the ones that I can't trust, or I they won't would take. A right. Um, it could have been warm in the sun, and so maybe they that's why they left their jackets in the truck. Because, again, I, I kind of feel like if you were going to get out and wander around, you would probably have your jacket on. It could have been warm in the afternoon or whatever, but the the reports state that it was in the, the 40s that entire week. So, um, I don't know if, you know, 40s to some people may feel warmer than 40s to others, but I don't know if a six-year-old would have been out of in 40 degree weather without a jacket without complaining no because they were abducted from the truck they weren't wearing a jacket maybe and they could have left their jackets and their gps thinking they weren't gonna go far and um and they wouldn't need them thinking that they were gonna stay inside of the truck and then something happened maybe the kid took off running they chased her they got lost i don't know it's just a theory it's just a theory and you're right, uh, The if they got lost, they could have gone out and just died of exposure. One of them could have died. The other ones, they could oh, have been snuggled. No, they could have been snuggled for warmth. And then if you're snuggling, chances are, I hate to say it, but chances are if you're out there and you're in exposure, the baby is probably going to be the first one to die. You're not just going to ditch your baby and like move like, oh no, she's dead now. Let me just move. You're not going to do You're going to still hold your baby. 
And yeah. so they may have just died of exposure. They could have been huddled for warmth. And that would be why they were right there together. So that is a possibility. Well, how, how were the bodies found? Were they found like face up? Were they found face we down? Do not know. Found we do not know. They said they found remains. That's the extent of what was released about the bodies as far as I could find. And I'm finding the exact same information on different sources as far as the actual case and then the theories on different sources were different. But as far as the actual case, the the details are pretty cut and dried on every single source that you see. Gotcha. Okay, so the other thing about them just walking the wrong direction and getting lost is that Bobby Dale did have a bad back and Sharon Lynn was on disability for some reason. Would they have wandered three miles in the cold with a six-year-old into the woods on rough terrain? That feels like a nightmare. Absolutely it feels not. like you would just go, listen, let me see it. At some point, I feel like you probably could have called your dog and seen if you could have got your dog to bark and use that to maybe navigate back. I don't know. I, I just don't know if that theory makes a lot of sense, but it is a theory. Now, on to more, um, some of the other more out there theories. I don't know what else to call them. They're kind of out there. I can tell you that unless you have heard this story, you have absolutely no idea where I'm going with these theories. <laughs> like, they're going to catch you out of left field. You're going to be like, uh, that is not what I thought was about to get said. <laughs> unless you've already heard this story, these theories are going to be like, hold up, what? Okay. So, Bobby Dale's mom believes that the family witnessed something they shouldn't have seen and they were killed for it. So, this theory actually makes um, a decent amount of sense just because, again, especially back at that time, we were big into Jeeps. We would do a lot of trail riding. I was in Jeep clubs and stuff. And more than once, somebody in a Jeep club would take an old logging road or something and run across, like, a marijuana field. And... um and then they had been chased off sometimes. Some of them just got out as quick as they could. But they were very concerned with their safety. And it was a real concern at the time about accidentally stumbling on to some kind of drug manufacturing area. Um, so that that is actually a decent theory, given that they were out in the woods wandering around. So that is one of the least out there theories. Okay, so we have that. Yeah. Now, here's where things take a little turn. A friend of Sherilyn's comes forward and she says that she received an anonymous phone call from a woman. This woman tells her that she worked in for or with a white supremacy group. She was kind of like their secretary. And she said that this group kept a book of people that they had perceived had at some point caused or been a problem for them. And so whenever they had an issue with somebody or they felt like somebody had caused them a problem, they would write their name in this book. 
So she didn't want to be super obvious and be digging around because, you know, these could be dangerous people. White supremacists, probably not all there mentally, you know, full offense on that. But, uh, so she doesn't want to be like super obvious and then get herself murdered up here while she's secretarying for these people, right? But she would right. look in the book when she would get a chance and she would try to memorize as many names as she could. And then she would go home and look them up and see what she could find on them, where they were, what was going on. So she was investigating and she said several of the names that she looked up had led her to missing persons. And she said that Ooh. that included the Jameson family, that they were in the book. And she had looked them up and they realized they were missing. Um, I don't know if the baby was, but she just said the Jameson family was in the book. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if it was written as the Jameson family or if it was written as his name and her as name. their names. I, that I don't know. She just when the when the friend told the story, she said that the Jameson family was in the book, and so this woman that was a easy thing for her to remember. So she went home, looked it up, realized they were missing, and so she searched out this friend. And um, was able to get in contact with her and then said what she knew. So we don't know because this woman did not give her name. And I did not see the name of the white supremacy organization listed. Um, and, and we don't know if this friend even believed the story. But it's... I mean, it's a story, you know, and these organizations do exist and it is possible that you could have wronged somebody in this organization and not even realized it because, you know, these people aren't really out in the world being like, oh, I'm a racist. In most cases, they're secret racist, you know, it's what makes them dangerous. Right. So it is possible that if... The Jamesons were scammers. You know, maybe they tried to scam them. Maybe, you know, even if not realizing what they were getting involved in. So that is a theory. And I don't know if it's one the police took seriously. I was not able to find if this um, group was cleared or if they even investigated it. Okay. So that's theory number whatever. Now, Sherilyn's mom believes that they were killed by a cult. What? She was similarly told that Sherilyn in particularly was put on a hit list that this cult had. Now, I wondered if this cult and this white supremacist group weren't the same group. Yeah, I was just about to make that point. And, and I think that is a possibility. And if that is true, then that is at least two people saying the same thing, but with different details. Yeah. Which means that came from somewhere. And they just, the story they heard, they get their details wrong. So, I don't know. That, that could be something. But they list this as a, a cult cult. The police 
said that Sherilyn had actually recently purchased a satanic Bible. In another report, I said I saw where they said that she was um, she was Wiccan and she had purchased a witch Bible. I do not know if they are saying these two Bibles are the same or did she buy them both. I, I, I was unclear in the reports on that. I'm sure they're the same. That was my theory, but I'm, I'm not clear. Now, there was a letter in her stuff at the house, and it was a little odd. And it was from somebody. It wasn't really signed. Um... But it basically talked about how the Jameson family was to attend a seminar that they were given. And it was a religious seminar and how excited these people were to meet the family and that they were going to attend. And then it spoke of the person writing the letter being a demon slayer. Oh. And, um, but it wasn't really signed where you could see, you know, what, who it was from and suss that out. In the writings that Sherilyn did, she did a lot of Bible quotes. And they were quotes from the Christian Bible, not the Wiccan or the Satanic Bible. They were Christian Bible yeah. quotes. And she she wrote a lot of them. But they were not the quotes that you always see repeated. Um, you know, like there weren't John yeah. 3.16 and, and the ones that you see everybody say. These were like right. obscure obscure quotes that I could not really make sense of what they were quotes that felt like they were taken out of context and on their own did not make sense that's what it felt like to me so you know how you know you kind of need the the one before and the one after in some like you need to go Mm -hmm. from this one to this one for it to make sense and it was like they just she picked a random sentence out of it and on its own i couldn't make it make sense but there were a lot of them and they were pretty random as far as i could tell but she also had what i would consider prayers and she had them written in the form like a letter to god but she, mm-hmm. it was like she was praying. She was asking for things. She was being thankful for things. But she wrote it in letter form like she was writing a letter to God. To me, I think they were prayers that she had written. Yeah. Now, one in particular stood out because it was written um, right before they disappeared and it asked for a confirmation of their business that day it also stated that no one knew madison like so she's writing it to god and she says nobody knows madison like you do talking about god and so she says that if moving is what's best for madison if that's going to give her the best chance that would the Lord give them favor with the person selling the land? One of the neighbors had said Madison was recently diagnosed with something, and I believe that it was autism. Um, just in the different things that I've kind of sussed out, that's my theory, is that it was autism. And I could be completely wrong. I do not believe it was a physical illness. 
Um, in that, like, I don't believe it was liver failure, cancer, anything like that. Yeah. Um, I do believe it was something that affected her mental state. And that is what I personally think it was. And I could be way off, but that was what I kind of gathered. And so I think the reason they were in a hurry to move is that they thought there would be better schools and stuff in this other area or a school that was going to be more equipped to um get her where she needed to be okay i went i went you know off the wall with my theory on what you were about to say i was assuming you were about to say that they thought she was possessed or talking to like a ghost or an imaginary friend or Listen, and, and, and that could have been true. Because satanic. He told a neighbor that she was recently diagnosed with. And that was where the police report cut off. And I searched for the second page and could not find it. What? And so I, I started kind of trying to figure out what was happening with her. And that's what I think was going on. But listen, that's my theory. I did not see that written down anywhere. I just made that up. So y'all ain't got to believe that. (laughs) Just saying, that's what I think based off of what I was able to gather. But the, the demon thing could, it could be true because, you know, they were talking to the demon slayer. So going to this seminar as a family, I don't know. Um, I do, I mean, a lot of cults hide kind of under the umbrella of religion. And so mm-hmm. the fact that she's quoting a Christian Bible to me doesn't say, well, she definitely wasn't in a quote, in a cult, because she very much still could have been. There, you know, are, right. are cults that, you know, use Christianity as a basis and then, you know, do all these wild things. So... I don't know that I don't know. So that that's another theory is that they were murdered by a cult. Okay. Okay. So so far we had they saw something that they didn't shouldn't have art to seen and got murdered, or they got murdered by a white supremacist group, or they got murdered by a cult. Right. Now. Kinda not really, but kinda along the same lines. In the weeks before they disappeared, Bobby Dale had gone to their pastor asking for advice and assistance because he said their house was haunted and they were being harassed. I told you. I told you. So he says, but listen to this quote the way he stated it was odd to me he said they had between two and four ghosts living on their roof on their roof not in their attic on their roof is the way he said it between two and four ghosts on their roof i believe in ghosts we all know that i've had some experiences that have led me to believe but to me this statement is yeah now the police said Three. But but what makes you say between two and four and on the roof? If I had a ghost on my roof, I don't know if I'd ever notice it. 
Although there is a weird bang that happens on my roof, and I just assumed it was like a brick falling off the chimney or a bird dropping something or so. I mean, I just, I don't, it just every once in a while there's like a bang on the roof because my roof is tin and you can hear it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, it's flexing in the sun or I never paid attention. So I might have two or four ghosts on my roof too, and I just don't know it. I just thought that statement yeah. was strange. I mean, so there could the, be a ghost in my crawl space. There could be. She's got a because weird crawl space thing. Did we talk about that? I don't think so. There. Okay, so every now and then I'll hear like a vibrating, like a phone ringing. And it just, it happens randomly in different parts of the house. I always joke that Noah has a second family living under there, but I mean, it could be a ghost. It could be, but it does sound like a phone. Yes, and one half of my attic, uh, we've never been in. Because I've got a a weird-shaped house, so it's an A-frame, but then there's like... Okay, so it looks like, you know, the shape... Like a rectangle meets a triangle in the middle. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, we've been in, you know, the left half of the attic but where it splits and then there's a right half of the attic we've never been in so there could be somebody living in my walls and stuff never know but it sounds like a phone is ring like vibrating she didn't cover it but it's not easy to get into that part that's why you'd have to take down shelves and all kinds of stuff that's why they have not been in that part of the attic it's not just that she's like a psycho that has this whole attic she has not gone into (laughs) because i would have been up there peeking around but um it sounds like a cell phone 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 up there to look but there's nothing i couldn't see anything you need a uh, a remote control car with a GoPro on it. I need a skinny brother to go up there. Yeah. You better catch him while he's skinny because he's trying to put on weight. In any case, it does sound like a phone vibrating. It sounds like it goes... Eh, eh, eh. So, and I think we talked about it one time when we were doing a recording, like, way back before you had the baby, but I don't know if it made it to air or not. So, this may be, like, old information Mm -hmm. to y'all, so y'all just ignore it if it is. Listen, we can't remember what we talked about. We talk about stuff all the time. I might have edited it out because, I might have edited it out because, um, you said something I made a joke about a toy. I did say that, so, because we were recording in her bedroom, and then it started, and I was like, that's awkward, <laughs> so I don't know if it got edited out or not, <laughs> in any case, back to this story. Back to this story. The police said that the family was obsessed with death, but I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think they had some occultish decor around the house. Death. Death. Well, yeah, but maybe maybe death means ghosts. Maybe, but I think they had some like um like their house was decorated with like um 
stuff they considered occultish, like maybe some skeletons or whatever. I'm like, you know, am I obsessed with death? Like I love Halloween. Halloween. It's like my favorite thing. But you know, right inside my door, I have um, I have a table set up right inside my door, like a a. It's not a buffet. It's a like I can't think of the word. Anyway. I've got like some lanterns sitting on it that I don't know why, but people kept giving me lanterns for a minute. And so I have some lanterns sitting on it and I have a, a, a skull, like a cast iron skull that it's an antique and it's a white skull. It's metal. It's heavy and it has a dagger. And when you stick the dagger in the top of its head, the eyes open and, um, yeah. And it's awesome, and I love it, and it's heavy, and I don't want to pack it in and out of the attic, and so I have it sitting on the middle of that table with this creepy um, picture frame. It's a beautiful picture frame, but it's got a creepy picture of some random kid from back in the day, like the 1800s or whatever in it, Yeah. and then it's got all these lanterns with these candles in it sitting around it. It kind of looks like a shrine or something. It's not. It's just, you know... <laughs> That's what I had, and and I'm creepy, and I do like creepy stuff, so I was like, this is cool. So, I love it, and it's there right inside my door. So, if this same comp come into my house, maybe I would be obsessed with death, too. I don't know. Yeah. Right now, if you came to my house, you would think I was obsessed with America, because my house looks like Uncle Sam exploded. <laughs> but that's what I'm like... I don't know what that means, guys. So, anyway, I think it's a stretch. They may know something yeah. we don't know, but I think that's a stretch, and I don't think it means anything, and I don't think what people choose to hang on their walls or whatever can tell you a ton about who they are other than, you know, they are interested in this. So, I don't think it makes them obsessed. Right. Like, was our grandmas obsessed with them damn geese with the blue pattern that they used to have in every yep. kitchen in the world? I mean, are they obsessed yep. with geese? No, they just like that pattern for some reason. I hate that pattern. Anyway, so that is another theory is that the ghosts had driven them <laughs> crazy or possessed them and got them out of their house. So, I'm not really sure what that theory is, but it was, it was weird. It was like I wasn't expecting that. Okay, so now we're moving on. And I kind of okay. think I can tie that theory in to someone that was for a hot minute a suspect in the case. So, and y'all know I love a good Frogger story. And I'm thinking, hear me out, what if the noises they were hearing on the roof were actually in the attic. And what if it was a frogger? Ooh. Here's the story. A couple of months before the family went missing, they had had a boarder staying with them up until this time. And one day, a boarder, like somebody living in their house, renting a room, like a, a renter oh, of a room okay. in their house, a boarder. Gotcha. gotcha. Is there like a more modern term for that i don't know roommate it wasn't a roommate because he didn't like have full access to the house he rented a room specifically mm -hmm. from them so it's not a roommate gotcha. it's a boarder anyway 
one day this boarder gets out of pocket i don't know if he's drinking or what but he's like saying all this crazy crap and sherilyn gets scared so she pulls a gun on him her own gun and she's like get off of my property be gone and so she chases him off the property with her gun and what if he came back and just started living in a crawl space in the attic or something and that that's what they were hearing and so they there was somebody living up there what if it was this border and so they thought it was a ghost but it was really a frogger so to me that makes sense there are two things about that one that is interesting is that that gun was never found they did not find that gun in any of their belongings, not with the bodies, not with the truck, not in their house. That gun was never found, and they knew the gun existed because there was a police report where she ran him off. The other thing is that it was not this border that did anything to them because he was in jail. Um, on something else when they went missing so they were able to clear him because he was in jail when the family went missing during that whole time period so it was not him but he could have been the ghost all right so back to these letters that were in this truck there was one that Sherilyn had written to Bobby Dale and it was an 11 page letter and she called him a selfish hermit oh yeah so um she goes on to say there's a quote and this is what the police believed was disturbing about the letters she says and i quote i would not want my daughter to be raised in foster care because of you being in prison for attempted murder and her mother being dead This led police to look at a murder-suicide situation, and could that have been true? Yes. Like the cop said, anything could be true. Um, Here's the thing. Would you have made a three-mile hike before you murder-suicided in rough terrain with a six-year-old? Where was the weapon if they murder-suicided? Why did they leave the dog in the truck if that's what they were doing? Why didn't they leave the dog at the house? Why didn't they let the dog go free? Why didn't they kill the dog too? Why lock it in the vehicle? In those writings that Cheryl Lynn was doing, she also calls Bobby Dale a genius man with a special gift, with many special gifts, and a tender, loving soul. So this was not just, she was like, oh, Bobby Dale sucks. She also was writing good things about him. They could have had an argument or something. Something else could have been going on when she wrote this. And I actually do not think she was talking about Bobby Dale dale killing her because she said the phrase she used was that he would be in jail for attempted murder attempted but Mm. that her mom would be dead and that led me to believe what if she was talking about somebody else killing her and then bobby dale attempting to take revenge and kill them yeah and that leads us to our last suspect Remember back when I said that this family was described as litigious? 
Well, Bobby Dale was very litigious with one person in particular. He had filed several lawsuits against this one person. And this person had, in fact, made death threats against the entire family more than once. Ooh. It was Bobby Dale's father, Bobby Dean. What? Okay, so we're going to just clarify. Bobby Dale is the son. Bobby Dean is the dad. Okay? Bobby Dale says that his dad is a dangerous man who thinks he's above the law. That was a statement he made in court when he was trying to get a restraining order. He said that his father was involved in trafficking meth and prostitutes. Now, in November of 2008, so almost a year before they went missing, they went missing in October of 2009. This was in 2008. Bobby Dean threatens to kill Bobby Dale, his wife, and his kid. What? This is a year before the family goes missing. And he may have meant it because in November of 2008, there was a restraining order granted after Bobby Dean hit Bobby Dale with his car. And that's what caused a lot of his injuries that he was being medicated for when he disappeared. Hit him with the car. Like run him down. So, Bobby Dale sues Bobby Dean for that car wreck. Yeah. I don't know if it's a car wreck. It was more like a car assault. Okay. So, I believe that Bobby Dale won that lawsuit, but I could not find an amount that he won. But I do believe he he, um, won that lawsuit. But I think a lot of the money went to medical bills. Um, He was seriously, very seriously hurt in this accident this was not just where you know he like got bumped by the car like you know you see them videos where these people like you hit me you broke my ankle but they're walking around the car it was not like that he was seriously hurt okay so then in april of 2009 this is the same year that the family goes missing bobby dean again threatens to kill his son and the family Wait, so he didn't go to jail? If he did, it wasn't for long. Because in in April of 2009, he was threatening Bobby Dean. I mean, Bobby Dale. And saying he was going to kill him and his family. So, Bobby Dale says that his whole family's living in fear. They're constantly scared that his father is going to make good on these threats. And he was able to get another restraining order. In April. But in May, the restraining order was dismissed. During this time period, when all this is going on, Bobby Dale has filed another lawsuit against his father. This one is for unpaid wages. He claimed that his father owns a gas station, right? And he claims the father says, Bobby Dale, come work for me at this gas station, and I'll pay you, I'll give you half of the day's sales. But he didn't give him any of the money. That doesn't seem logical. Exactly. This was weird to me in a couple different ways. Number one, when did he work for the guy? Was it after he run him down? Was this back before he run him down? Was this why he run him down? 
Yeah. I mean, I need to know. the timing is a little odd. Okay. Also, why on earth would you promise somebody half your sales for the day? That seems yeah, that's extreme. Like, I can say you see you saying, hey, come work at the gas station. I'll pay you $50. You know, I'll pay you $100, yeah. whatever. You're trying to help him out as your kid. You might say 100 I don't know. But half the sales for the day, that seems crazy. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I don't know how much I believe about that. Also, if you were living in fear of this person, and he's threatening to kill you and your kid and your wife, would you antagonize him? Absolutely by filing not. this lawsuit or would you just be like listen i just don't want nothing to do with him i just want him to stay far far away and i want to keep my kids safe because that's the way i would go now a witness came forward after the family disappeared and they said that the week bobby dale disappeared he told them he had filed another lawsuit or he had filed another lawsuit against his father, but he had received a settlement in that case. Now, nobody else knew anything about a settlement. Nobody that came forward. But this neighbor says that Bobby Dale told them he had actually received a settlement in a different lawsuit he had filed against his father. This is a third lawsuit. He said that Bobby Dean had owned some property with Bobby Dale. So they own this property together. And Bobby Dean sold it out from under him without his knowledge. And so he didn't get any of the profits out of that. And he sued for the profits, his portion of the profits of the sale. Mm -hmm. And that he had won, but Bobby Dean said that he was going to kill them. That there were no ifs, ands, and buts. It wasn't, I want to kill you. He said... I will kill you all. This was the neighbor's story that she got from Bobby Dale. Okay. This was the week before they went missing. The week they went missing. So that's why he had all the money underneath the seat. It would explain the money. And it might explain what happened. Now, here's the thing. I didn't see anything that stated Bobby Dean was under investigation, that he was listed as a suspect. I didn't see anybody else pointing the finger at him. The the mothers of the her or him, neither one of them said that they felt like it was Bobby Dean. Now, Bobby Dale's mother said that maybe they had seen something they didn't, shouldn't or ought to see, and that's why they got killed. And she may have been referring to Bobby Dean, but she certainly did not say Bobby Dean killed them. Yeah. I could not see him listed, like I said, as a suspect anywhere. I did not see anything about an investigation on it. I don't know. The uncle, who was Bobby Dean's brother, Bobby Dale's uncle, Jack. Mm-hmm. He said something that was weird. This was a quote he gave to an interviewer. And he said, I quote, Bobby Dean was disturbed at the time of the disappearances. Hmm. And he said, I don't believe, I don't believe he was capable of murdering them because he was disturbed at the time. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means Like, was he in a mental hospital? 
he could have been in a mental hospital or he could have been like having a breakdown. I feel like disturbed means that he was capable. That's what I think. But he said, I do not believe he was capable of committing, committing the murders at the time because he was disturbed. Said he was disturbed at the time, so, but that's why he wasn't capable, which I thought that's weird. Yeah. It's a weird statement, and I don't know what it means, and I don't know what to do with it, but that was a wild ride, right? It was a wild ride. At no point was I sure what was happening next. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw an interview with the, with the sheriff the one that um, made all these statements when I said the cops, it was the sheriff that said all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw an interview that he had done, and um, it was odd. I, I hope I, I linked it. If not, I'll go look for it. But uh, it was an odd interview, and something seemed off. I ain't accusing nobody of nothing. I'm just saying for my personal self something seemed a little off so y'all do with that what you want so all right so we got to uh tell a quick story because we got sidetracked and i had this week um there was something on sale at the grocery store and i bought it (laughs) and it reminded me of a story you were supposed to tell and i don't think you did what story about when you were in the hospital with the baby and the lady came in to offer you dinner options. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, you had to, like, hold my hand through that. I did. I, I delivered at a very bougie hospital, I guess. Because <laughs> she came in and very. she she gave me my breakfast. And then she was like, here are, um, for dinner, we're having pork loin and carrots and mashed potatoes i hope i'm saying that right and i said um i think it's pronounced pork loin and she was like pork loin 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 and i was i just looked at mom she looked at me i was sitting there laughing because i can't hold my laughter um yeah so then she left and i looked at so i good I normally think I would have chuckled a little bit, but what happened was when she she said it, and she said it like it was so fancy. She was like pork leon with gravy and roasted carrots. And I was like, damn, that's a fancy hospital. I ain't never even heard of that. I'm thinking it's a dish. Like, you know how people be like, I made steak Diane. Yeah. I'm thinking it's a dish. And I'm like, Damn, this is a fancy hospital up in here. I'm like, I'm going to Google that. That shit sounds good. And then Matlin says, I believe it's pronounced pork loin. And, and when she did, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm an idiot. And so I'm, I'm running... I'm running over in my head that I'm an idiot because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm going to Google that. I'm going to make it this week. That sounds hella good. <laughs> that sounds fancy schmancy. And so I'm thinking in my head, oh, I'm an idiot. She's right. That's exactly what that woman was saying. I'm an idiot. And so I look, she looks at me and I look at her and she starts laughing. And I don't because I'm 
thankfully still running through my head like the whole come now I'm rethinking all my life choices because I'm like do I even know how to cook at this point and so then I'm looking and she goes she tells the woman she says I'm not I'm not trying to laugh at you it just it made me chuckle and um the woman was like no I have to remember that and she walked out the door repeating it and then we could hear her in the hall like walking down the hall pork moin moin pork moin (laughs) and I was like she left and I almost died right there on the thing I was like but I am I'm sitting here thinking man that sounds fancy they over here feeding her all kinds of good stuff she complained about she's hungry so they had pork leon pork leon at the grocery store on sale this week and i bought some so i can make it in honor of your visit to the hospital i will never call I'll make it some pork leon with no i'm like I'm, I'm buying some pork leon so anyway that was that, that was our amusing little story and we may have told that one too i don't know i don't know sleep deprived maybe both of us i don't know i, was, I don't remember telling it but we could have i was so drugged up like i was still on the magnesium or they had just taken me off of it and my eye kept drifting and so she came in i couldn't really see her and so <laughs> so she said Leon, and I just like thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, I think it's Leon. She was like, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm like, I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't think. Let me help you out, girlfriend. <laughs> Where are you from? Well, she. She was on drugs, and she um, definitely, and we should, see, now we're wrong, because I always say if somebody don't pronounce it correct, just pretend they did, but she did say, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, so I think you were right to help her. Yeah, I would have never said anything. But I wonder how many people, I wonder how many people she offered that to that was like me, and was like, oh, that's fancy, and then they get it, and they're like, man, it's just a pork chop. And, like, I couldn't have been the first person she came to. There's no way. No, she was probably up and down that hall, but I wonder how many of them was like, uh, you're not saying that right, in their heads and just didn't correct it, and how many of them were like me, like, oh, (laughs) can I get an order of that, too? That's fancy smancy up in here. So, anyway, I don't know. Bless her heart, though. She is real nice about it, like, yeah. and Madeline did laugh right dead in her face, but she apologized, but the girl was like, no, I wasn't sure I was saying it right. <laughs> so that's what had happened oh, there. goodness. Anyway. And no nurse was like, hey, what's for dinner tonight or nothing on her way up? <laughs> like, she right. didn't have not a single friend in that hospital? But, but to be fair, she said it like she knew exactly what she was talking about and it was the fanciest meal ever. Yeah. Yeah. It was like oh, we're having chicken cordon bleu with a side of roasted potatoes. Yeah, she listed out the whole menu. And scalloped onions. <laughs> yeah, and she made it sound good too. <laughs> she was talking it up. She made it sound like the good stuff. So I'm just over here thinking of something fancy because the way she said it, because she said it like it was the good stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I mean, she could have said, like, we're having a side of ground beef with a fresh roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
That was a plate salad with pickles. I mean, she said it like it was something. I was like, dang. <laughs> so, anyway, you want to go over the social media? We need to go. Yeah, our social media is we got a Facebook page and a Facebook group, Unsolved South. And then uh, our Instagram is unsolved underscore South. Join them all. Yes, do. Okay, so um, sorry we were gone for the couple weeks. I know we did one for last week. Yeah, this week. Oh, uh, last week and the week before because technically, like we skipped we two weeks. Coming out this Thursday already. So this yeah. is. In the I don't know when we are right now. <laughs> but we had skipped a couple weeks. Sorry about that. But we could not get it down right. Uh-uh. So yeah. anyway, and Maddie. So selfish having that baby too quick, and we thought we would. And then I remember this heifer said back when we did our recording before, she's like, I will have had this baby before this comes out. And that was not the truth. That, well, it should have been the truth. It should not have been the truth, but it would have been the truth if we had not had technical difficulties on it. And I was like, this heifer done playing this this whole time. She was already trying to pop that baby out because that should have been, there should have been at least two more weeks after that episode when she said that. Mm, And it it wasn't. That would have been the episode that came out immediately after that baby was born. Yep. But you uh, didn't put it out because you was busy. Uh, no. The ending didn't record, <laughs> too, remember? Too busy for us. The ending didn't record. I know, but you told me you were going to record it without me. And no, I was no, no, like, no. okay, that was cool. the very ending. We had to go back and record it last week. As a whole thing. Man, we, and it was at Matlin's house, and I know it wasn't my internet, and then what happened was on two of the recordings, it recorded all the way up until the last, like, um, five minutes of yeah. each episode. Yeah, so that's why it was we're so weird. I mean, there time. was, and there was no reason for it. So now we're having to do a whole nother thing. It's a whole thing. Anyway. It's a whole thing. All right, you people, um, are done with us i'm sure so we gonna talk to y'all on another week and this week we're gonna share us with somebody who loves to hike and y'all need to be really sharing this so we can grow because matlin said we made like seven dollars we're at eleven dollars and one cent Eleven dollars and one cent. So y'all need to share us so we can get up to like maybe even 15. yeah that'd be nice (laughs) Then we can, I'm telling y'all, we're getting rich off of this. Yes, rich. Getting rich. So I'm going to need y'all to step it up so <laughs> so we can continue paying our bills <laughs> with that $11 over all time total. That's the course so, of two months, $11. <laughs> we made $11 in the last two months off of this. I so can. we are definitely on our way to get rich. Yeah. So we need y'all's help. So I need y'all sharing for real though. For real though, do share us. Yes. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.